And before I come and speak this evening, a young man is going to come and give us what's on his heart tonight. If Brother Jaden, you, if you would come and just minister what the Lord has laid on your heart. And I thank God for all these young people, these young adults and teenagers that are willing to declare uh, the goodness and the good news of God's Word. I'm going to ask you as he comes to stretch your hands this way as we normally do. And we're just going to pray for him as he prepares to deliver the word tonight. God, we come before you and we thank you for Brother Jaden. And Lord, we ask that you just anoint his lips, anoint his life. Lord, speak to and through him tonight. And Lord, we ask that every fear, every hindrance, Lord, would go from his mind. And Lord Jesus, that your spirit would speak to him clearly what he is to say to this group of people tonight. And Lord, we love you and we thank you for what you've done in his life. But Lord, we thank you more for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. And the church says, Amen. Give him a hand clap as he comes tonight. I want to thank Jade for this opportunity tonight. Not going to lie, I'm pretty nervous. This is definitely not my comfortable place, but it definitely needs to become more of my dwelling place because you know, there's certain things that I'm called to, and it's about times these things start to come for pass because I've been putting a lot of things off for many years and, you know, just kind of doing what Jaden wants to do and not really following after what God has called me to, you know, in my life. And so, you know, I'm just going to stand up here today and, you know, and just kind of declare that over this day. But uh, I'm going to be uh, reading out of uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 20. And as you're I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a backstory of what's going on leading up to this uh, portion of scripture here. So, and uh, Jeremiah here, he's uh, going through and he's kind of announcing that, you know, God is going to judge Israel with an exile on Babylon. And leading up to uh, getting into chapter 20 here, um, Pasher, the son of Emmer, chief governor of the house of the Lord, heard uh, the prophecies of Jeremiah. And he threw a Jeremiah in the stocks, like basically kind of like in prison. And uh, Jeremiah goes on to tell uh, Pashur that the Lord uh, calls his name Magor Misabib, which means terror on every side, and that the Lord is going to make him a terror to, to himself. And then Jeremiah goes on telling the prophecy of that Pashur and the wealth of the city will be given to Babylon. Where Pasher and his friends, um, who, who he has prophesied lies to, would then be put to death. And as he's he's saying all this stuff and you know giving forth all these prophecies, Jeremiah is, and then he goes into speaking to God is where we're going to start in here is verse seven through nine, and this is what he says. And if you want to stand for the reading of God's word. Starting in verse 7. O Lord, you induced me, and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I, and have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me. For when I spoke, I cried out. I shouted, violence and plunder. Because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach, and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. 
And that's what the verse we're looking at tonight specifically. Verse nine, let me read it again. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. So I'm just gonna go into a prayer tonight. Lord, we just thank you for your word, for what you've given here tonight. Lord, just allow this word to go forth, God. Just allow me to deliver it, God, as you've given it to me, God. And Lord, just allow us to receive this word tonight. Lord, allow it to be a blessing to somebody. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, I kind of believe this is kind of where we got to get back to. It's just simply, the word we're looking at tonight is fire. And, you know, I was like, you know, this message, I was like, Lord, how, how can I deliver this message? Because... Like, I don't, I don't know, I, like, I don't feel worthy of it because, like, it's like these, there are things that have fallen short in my life. But he said, I kind of just felt him say, if this message doesn't touch anybody else tonight, or if it's not for anybody else, this message is specifically for you. So if I'm not preaching to anyone out there, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to myself tonight, if I have to. And so this brings me to my title tonight, Where is Your Fire? And looking at the definition of a fire, a fire, a burning sensation in the body. A fire consumes and it devours. What does it mean to be on fire? Is to be greatly excited, full of adore. What does what does adore mean? It means full of enthusiasm or passion. Now, let us remember that word passion. And looking into uh, fire biblically, what does it mean? So I looked it up just to kind of see what the what like Google would say about fire and, and the Bible. And it says, primarily fire represents the presence of God as when Moses encountered God at the burning bush. And later when God appeared in a pillar of fire to lead his people in the wilderness, which is in Exodus 3, 2 and 13, 21. And then in Acts 2, 3, the tongues of fire represent the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. And then Luke 3, 16 John answers, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. See, anywhere there is fire, also is the presence of God. See, this fire, fire biblically is when, you know, the Holy Spirit gets down inside of us and gets, gives us a burning sensation to pursue the glory of God. Deuteronomy 4.24, for the Lord your God is a So we know of this fire and we talk of this fire, but where is this fire in us? Why is our lamp burning out? Our life is, cons- is consumed with distractions of this world, priorities, other things of importance. Our, our lives are simply, they have no direction, no order, no discipline. We are just going through the motions. We're going through a constant cycle. So how do we get this fire back? First, it starts with our, our prayer life. Simply, I, I feel like it's simply something we've got away from. I, I know specifically I have. I mean, yeah, we go throughout our day. We pray. We ask God, you know, allow us to have a good day. 
you know, allow, allow work to go good, allow me to get through the day, you know, all this, you know, keep us safe, be with our family members. But, you know, when have we truly got down and stowed away and got into that prayer where we're truly seeking after God and seeking his presence? You know, like, like the movie, uh, what was it called, War Room? To find that secret place in like your closet, just just to put away between you and God, where you take that specific time and you go to war. You go to war for your church, your loved ones, your family members, this nation, the things that are under attack by the enemy. Truly developing that true prayer life and relationship with God. We've got to get back to that secret place and create that war room in our lives again. And then after prayer, we simply got to pick this book back up. We've set this book down and we've walked away from it. Or we, thri- we flip through the scriptures, but we don't, ser- we don't truly go through and take it to heart and try to remember it. And simply getting the fire back, we need to begin to serve others again. I feel like this generation, we've become all about ourselves, all about self-gain. What do we want? You know, what makes us happy? What makes us feel good? But the Bible says, more blessed is it to give than to receive. So we need, we need, we need to begin to just to start to give back to others and be a blessing to others. There's, there's so much in need and there's so many, many people that are searching for something and we have the answer to give to them, but we simply, because of how we feel or what they might think of us, we simply keep our mouth shut. It's, it's a sad, sad thing, but we have the answer. And we simply just don't give it. Another point I want to make to get the father back is the church needs to get back into unity. Yes, we all, we all come here. We all sit next to one another or we, we talk a little bit. But other than that, that's it. Do we truly have each other's backs? Are we truly getting together and praying with one another? And doing all these things together. Coming to church on Sunday together isn't unity. But getting together, serving together, praying together, getting in the word together daily, having that support system, that's where it begins to get unified. And then coming back to the word of the word passion. To truly get the fire back, we have to develop a deep passion. We all have a call, and that's all of our calls are different for someone, for everyone. But you have to find what God's calling you to and develop a deep, burning passion for it. And begin to fall in love with the journey and every step that He's taking you through, the places where He's stretching you and molding you, and pursue it wholeheartedly. To have a passion and have a strong desire holding value to you to excel, and to do good in. That's what passion truly means. If you're doing something you aren't called to, and you don't have a passion, it won't last, and your fire will burn out. Because it simply was not ordained from God. But if you're doing something you are passionate about, your lamp will burn hot, and you'll excel in it. So, we've got, so we, we know how we've lost the fire. We know how we've got the, to get the fire back. But how do we keep it? How do we keep that, that fuel burning, that flame burning hot? Because we go from hot seasons to cold seasons. 
And we're in and we're out. We're in and we're out. See, without, without any fuel or without any oil, fire begins to burn out. It can only burn for so long. You've got to throw some more wood on it. It'll begin to burn less and less and less. But to get it to burn more, all you got to do is put a little more oil on it. What does that look like? Praying more. Pour a little more oil on that flame, on that lamp. Worshiping more. Start pouring a little bit more. Start fasting. Start going a little bit deeper. Stretching yourself. Start going a little bit farther. Start picking up this word again. And reading your Bible daily. Start serving others. Start doing all the steps we talked about. Pouring a little more oil each day. Each day. The next thing you know, the flame will start burning hot. As the more oil you add, the hotter and hotter it gets. So hot that it'll be like a fire shut up in your bones so that you can't contain, that you can't control. It's time that we start to dig deeper and go further. It's never too late to get the fire back because I know we've all had it once. I've been there. I mean, I've been at church camps where I've had it. I've been hot. And then I'd come home and I'd get back in the routine of life and the routines of sports and football and school and oh we're busy and all this and simply things start to slip i'd start i'd stop praying as much i'd stop reading as much oh i'm too tired i, I oh i don't feel like it you know i've had a long day and then that lamp starts to dim dim and dim until you find yourself back in the same exact place you were before you started i know all this because i've been there I've lived it out most of my life, back and forth, back and forth. Lots of times being complacent with where I was at, but we can't live like that today. The church is dying. We still have a voice, but it's getting less and less because we simply don't take the opportunity we have to speak up and to share it. Why are we afraid, church? We know who the one is that gives us life. We shouldn't be afraid. We simply have to get back to having that fire burning inside of us so deeply. Getting back to the word. Getting back to that genuine love. This word is so simple, but we try to make it so difficult. The message is simple. Simply all we have to do is share it. holding out the torch and the flame is burning hot but will you take it that's all I have for now amen, amen. appreciate you brother amen amen can you give him another hand tonight First Kings chapter 18. I'm going to piggyback off of some of the things that he spoke on this evening. 
We're going to talk about the fire for a moment. We're also going to talk about the rain. And I called Pastor earlier today. I exhorted a little bit on this Sunday morning, but I felt like the Lord just kept bringing it back to me. And I'm going to try to do this as quickly as I can. But first, Kings chapter 18. Starting in verse 41. Verse 41. This is Elijah at what many would call his high point. Um, I just call it a point. I believe his high point was when he was taken up. But this is his encounter with the prophets of Baal. This has happened. This is after this has taken place. In verse 41 of 1 Kings 18, it says, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get up. Get thee up and eat and drink, for there is a sound of the abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and he put his face between his knees. And he said to his servants, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up, and he looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And then And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say to Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. Turn to your neighbor say, a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he girded up his loins and he ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Let's pray one more time. God, we thank you for your word. It's anointing. We thank you for the word that Brother Jaden gave us on the fire tonight. And Lord, we ask that this word go forth in the anointing that it carries. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, Amen. Reading here about the sound of the abundance of rain. We hear and we've heard this preached on many different times. But I want to quickly tell you that the rain is is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. You say, how is rain, water, and all these things, rivers... Symbolic of the Holy Spirit, Jesus tells us in John chapter 7 that out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the Bible tells us that He was speaking of the Holy Spirit that was to be manifested and was to come. But hear me, that the rains of the Spirit do not fall. And catch this, this is what Brother Jaden was talking about. If you find, we preached about it I think about a month ago, about fire being on the altar. You don't get the rains of God's Spirit without the fire coming down. You say, what do you mean? They were in a drought here in 1 Kings chapter 18, and until the fire came down and consumed the altar, there was no rain. In Acts chapter 2, at the day of Pentecost, there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. They were the sacrifice. And they were being consumed by the fire. And then what you see in the street is the overflow of the rain. Understand, 
They work hand in hand. Does that make sense to everybody? I'm just teaching for a moment. You don't, you, he, he was talking about how the fire is symbolic of the presence of God. When the presence of God comes down into a room, those of, of, of us that are believers, here's the fact. We just sang about it a little, bit, a little bit ago. When the presence of God enters a room, it changes the atmosphere. Hear me. You, you say, where are you getting at? And what I'm telling you at is when it begins to rain in the natural, the atmosphere begins to change. What was hot begins to cool down. What, 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 what was dead and buried maybe uh, in the ground, that seed, uh, when water becomes, uh, can, when water becomes, begins, not becomes, begins to fall, uh, what, we, what we see happen is the atmosphere of that seed is changed. The structure of that seed begins to change and things begin to grow and life begins to happen. Uh, but what the Lord really began to deal with me on is the season that we find ourselves in as pastors been teaching on the Holy Spirit and we've had these, these special services over the last few weekends and again I, I mentioned it on Sunday but the Lord just began to press on me this, this subject of because of the rain because of the rain because of the rain the Bible tells us this in Hosea chapter 6 it says this in verse 3 then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord as Brother Jaden was saying, I'm going to stop here for a moment. As Brother Jaden was saying, we need to rekindle that fire within us. We need, to, we, we need to more or less know the Lord more. That's what Hosea is saying as well. If we follow on to know the Lord, His going forth is prepared as the morning, and He shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and the former rain unto the earth." He's saying, I'm going to come as you know me and get to know me. I'm going to come as the rain. But as Brother Jaden was talking about, how many, how many can say that oftentimes we get in our own way? And the church said, amen. Jade Abrams says, amen. We get in our own way. The Bible tells us and teaches us, uh, one, to me, one of the most impactful chapters in the entire Bible is, is Romans chapter 8. And we find in Romans chapter 8 that the Bible makes it clear in verse 7 uh, that our, our carnal mind, uh, our flesh, uh, is enmity or an enemy uh, of God. Of God. We find in Scripture that when Jesus would go into his own hometown, I'm going to tie all this together, when Jesus would go into his own hometown, he couldn't do many miracles. Why? Because people saw him not as a Messiah or a Savior or the Lord of hosts. They didn't see him as those things. They saw him as the carpenter's son. And catch this, because of their carnal mindset and because of their flesh, because of their will, he could do few miracles there. Because of their will. Understand that oftentimes when the Spirit of the Lord is beginning to move, what will stop those moments is us. It's us. 
You say, how is this? I, I, I promise I promise you I want to encourage you tonight. But understand that, that if we, 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 wanna, we, we want the rains of the Spirit to come, we want the, we want the rivers of life to flow, we want the, the fire of God to fall in our services, we want God to change our family, change our life, change our, our lost loved ones. If we want to see all these things happen, uh, what we need to understand is we need to get out of the way. What, what, are you, what are you getting at? In 1 Kings chapter 18, what we just read is that after the fire and the presence of God came down, there was a shifting in the atmosphere and Elijah began to sense something and he began to say, I hear, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain that we, are, we just entered into a moment. Just go with me. We have entered into a moment where things are beginning to, sh- beginning to shift and beginning to transition. Something's different than it was before. Something's different than it was before. We talked a few weeks ago about after we go into the promised land, we've got to keep going forward. There's no going back. I want want you to know when we come into this year, at the beginning of this year, and we experience the moving of God's spirit, things began to shift. And we didn't realize it, but rain clouds began to form in the spiritual realm. You tracking with me? But what happens is uh, as the rain begins to fall, uh, we don't understand that that what the rains begin to do uh, is they begin to, when when it pours and it rains like it has here in the last few days, uh, there's flooding. There's overflow. And when overflow begins to take place, uh, things begin to happen. Things begin to change. Where are you getting with with, with all this? I promise you, I I want to tie this all together, but I have to first make us aware that that there is something that God is wanting to do and He's wanting to do in this church and He's wanting to do in us, but we've got to be willing to step into His will and to step out of ours. Understand, I, I said this Sunday, but years ago in 1889, There was a dam built. And it was built in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. It was built by by an industrial tycoon by the last name of Carnegie. He was a steel man. Made lots of money and he he built this dam so he could have a, a, a lake for all of his buddies to hang out at. But they didn't realize that when they built the dam, they built it incorrectly. They didn't do it the right way. And what began to happen is there was a two-week period of constant rain. And there had been moments like this before in the past and they had, they had went down into the valley and told the, the citizens of Johnstown, uh, you need to leave. It's, it's going to break. The dam's going to break. And they would leave and nothing would happen. This would happen continually. They would leave and nothing would happen. They would leave and nothing would happen until May 31st, the dam finally broke because of the continual rain, so much pressure built up in that dam that it finally broke through 
and it began to flood the entire valley. You say, that sounds so tragic. But I, I, as tragic as it is in the natural realm, can I just use this as a, a symbolic thing in the spirit? Because what is happening and what has happened in the American church is that we have made our will the dam. We want to regulate how the spirit flows because that's what a dam does. It regulates the flow. It is a man-made structure. A dam is, you say, well, well, beavers can dam things, this and that. But dams in this, in this United States of America, they are man-made structures to regulate the flow. And what has happened in the church for years is what we've done is we say, okay, I want the spirit, let the spirit flow a little bit, but now my schedule does not permit its flow, so now I'll shut the floodgates and I'll, t- and I'll just go with what I got. Instead of just saying, how about I release the flow of the river in my life, I jump into the river, and wherever the river takes me is where I'm going to go. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is leading us is where we ought to go. Understand this, in the river you may have bumps, you may have rapids, you may have turbulent times, but the thing is, is you're still in the river. You're still in the river. You're still in the flow. But what God began to deal with me on is he's saying what you're experiencing in the supernatural realm is there are rains of my spirit. They are falling. They're falling in your services. They're following. They're they're falling in services all over this country. There's something that is beginning to happen. There's something that has changed in the spiritual atmosphere, in the spiritual climate. What begins to happen to a rain cloud is it becomes so saturated that it can no longer hold what it's been holding on to. And I want you to know that the heavens have been desiring to pour out a latter rain in this nation, but it's been held up until now. The Lord began to tell me, I am releasing, I am saturated, I am full, I am full of the rains of my spirit. And he's saying, I'm beginning to open the heavens and I'm beginning to rain and that pressure that you may feel you say what are you talking about pressure there's been many in this house I'll be honest with you I've felt it I've felt it there's been a pressure where it's just been like well God I've got this and I've got this and I've got this and I need to do this and I need to be over here and I have this engagement I have this on my schedule I have this going on but there's this pressure because the Lord's been dealing with me. Hey, do you want what I've been pouring out in your services all the time? Do you want the flow of my spirit? Do you want to see what I can do in your life? Do you want to see what I can do in Connorsville? There's been this pressure, this buildup, this struggle that's been going on where God is wooing you, saying, come to me, come to me. Oh, you're experiencing the rain, but there's a river. Come to me, come to me. But what we're going to have to do is say, God, I will tear down the dam that is my will. I will let your river flow in my life. And God, because of your rain, there is pressure. But God, I'm releasing all that pressure tonight. And I'm saying, I'm in the flow. I'm going where you go. I'm doing what you'll do. I'll be obedient to your word. God, I'm living in the latter rain. 
Elijah said, there's a shift. There's something that's changed. There is something that has changed. And church, we cannot go back from it. We must move forward. Elijah in this text says, I hear something. But he waits. He says, I hear it. But he does not move from the position he's in until he sees it. Once it is seen, what does the man of God do? He gives instructions to Ahab. So get, you, you better be getting your, your chariot. You better get to Jezreel. And the spirit of the Lord comes upon him and he begins to run. What does that have to do with anything? Because the rain is falling. What needs to happen in the church is we need to begin to run. We need to begin to run after the things of God. I'll tell you this. I, I'm a man that loves sports. I, 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 I really I couldn't give you two cents uh, for a sports conversation right now because I, I don't care. Uh, I have a hard time. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I have a hard time focusing at work uh, because I'd rather be in my prayer closet. Uh, I'd rather be with my wife and children. Uh, I'd rather be in the house of God with them. Uh, I'd rather be in what God is doing. Uh, I have a hard time staying focused uh, because I understand the time that we're in. Uh, that the rain is falling and the spirit is desiring to flow. And I, what I need to do, what we need to do as a church is we need to begin to gird ourselves and say, you know what? I'm gonna run after this thing. I'm gonna run and not be weary. I'm gonna walk and not be faint because the Lord is going to be your strength. You hear me? You run after God. You worship, you pray, you fast, you get a hold of God. You run and as Elijah began to run, he outran the chariot he outran a horse you hear me because the spirit of God was on him so strong you say what does that have to do with anything if we will begin to run God will push us past every adversary every enemy every distraction he'll push us past all that and we can live in the overflow come to the music tonight Something's changed. Something's changed. I understand. We're human. We're not perfect. But I believe I'm talking to the core here tonight. You know how I feel on this topic? How I feel about the I feels? We cannot go by what we feel. Because if we go by how we feel, we won't worship. We won't praise. We won't pray. We cannot go by what we feel. I have to go by what I know. The Lord is speaking to me through His Word, speaking into my spirit. I have to go by what I know. But some of you in this house, You'll say, you're talking about the rain. Brother Jaden talked about fire and passion. And what we do, I'll just be honest with you. What we do, Brother Justin, is we turn our relationship with God into a transactional agreement. God, I'll get passionate if. 
God, I'll get on fire if we try to make an agreement. When I said my wedding vows, I didn't say for rich and for richer. I didn't say for joy and joy. I didn't say for health and health. I said for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health. I said, what, what are you talking about? It wasn't transactional. What I was declaring to my wife is no matter what comes, I will love you and I will pursue you. We try to make it transactional. Many of you sitting on the sound of my voice, you say, he's all excited about the rain and about the flood. and I just don't feel it. And he don't know what I'm going through. And he don't know the situations that I'm dealing with. You're right. I don't. I don't know what you're dealing with. You don't know what I'm dealing with. Last time I checked, I'm flesh and blood, just like y'all. What I'm trying to be transparent is what I'm, I'm getting at is we try to make it about, well, if this happens, if this happens. God, if you bring my children in, if you bring my grandchildren, if you, if you do this, if you heal, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. And if you do this, and I'll do that. But understand the God that you serve. He says, you seek me first, and I'll add everything unto you. It's simple. We make it so hard as Brother Jaden was saying. We, he said, just put me first. And I'll take care of it. Trust me. What am I getting at? Because of the rain. Because of the river. What, what begins to happen? Isaiah tells us a little bit about it. That rivers begin to flow in the desert. Life begins to spring up. He said, Understand, Jesus told a parable about a sower. He sowed on some bad ground, he sowed on some good ground. And I'll tell you this I've sowed on some bad ground, I've sowed on some good ground. There ain't no exemption. We ain't perfect. I've sowed some seeds I shouldn't have sown. I've sown some seeds I should have sown. Well, what, what happens is, is the seed is planted into the ground. And, and for a while, Sister Mary, you don't see nothing. Some of you are saying, I've sowed seed and I ain't seen nothing and you want me to run after God. Hear me and hear yourself. I'm talking about rain. I'm talking about rain in the Spirit. And if you've sown seed in the Spirit, in good ground in the Spirit, when the rains of the Spirit come, what is unseen begins to manifest as seen. So the, the good ground that you've sowed into and you think, well, well, my children, my grandchildren, my nieces, my nephews, my mother, my father, my grandfather, my grandmother, they're all crazy. But you've still sown seed. But you've still sown seed. And why is it so important that you tear down your will 
get in line with God's is because it brings water. And water brings life. Have you ever met a human that can live without water? I haven't. And I will tell you in the spirit, you cannot live without the waters of the Holy Ghost. Because of the rain, my will, Jade's will is going to have to break. And the Lord's been convicting me of things. I'll be that transparent. The Lord has convicted me of things. Not of sin, but of distractions. understand if I want the river to flow if I want my, ch- my children to grow up and be full of the Holy Spirit which I'll tell you this I want that more than anything listen my daughter come to me and say dad I don't want to play sports I'm really not I mean that may hurt for a moment but at the end of the day it really don't matter I, I, I really I don't, I don't care as long as they're full I want my children to be full saying you can't do those things and be full you can but there's days you can ask your pastor people say man there's not enough time there's not enough time there's days you just lose sleep I'll be that transparent with you you're just going to have to give it up because brother Wade I want the rain I want the river and I want Jade out of the way to feel what I felt and to see what I have seen and to taste what I have tasted of this Holy Spirit that pastor's been preaching at about I want you to know I want all I can have of him Stand with me tonight. Here on a Wednesday night. Man, it feels different. Hey. Maybe you may think, oh, it's just another Wednesday night. Never, never get caught in a routine. Because I'll tell you, people have been lingering here. You know what that tells me is when people don't want to leave God's presence, that God's about to do something great. But there was a moment Sunday morning hit me in a very powerful way and he's here tonight and I don't want to embarrass him but brother Jody come up with brother Mark and he come up we prayed this is more, merely what he began to say they, they've been such a blessing brother Jody and his family has been such a blessing in this church and it's been such an awesome thing to see what God is just doing in their lives and 
Brother Jody would tell you, hey, there's a lot I don't know. There's a lot I'm trying to learn and figure out. He's taking those steps. Or taking those steps as a family. But honestly, as someone that is a new convert, there may have been a lot of things happening in service Sunday morning that he did not understand. Right? But you know what? He came up with Brother Mark. Him and Brother Mark just began to tell me, I just want more. I don't, I, I could just sense it. I don't really know what's going on here, but I know it's God. And I just want more. Man, that was, it just hit me like a ton of bricks because he's like, I just know it's God and I just, I just want it. I just want it. What happened to us? My grandfather always used to say, son, if God's in it, it's better. It's just, it just is. If God's in it, church, get in it. And many in this house have gotten involved and you, you've been a part of every aspect of the service and I thank God for that. But continue to dive into that river every day of your life. Don't just experience it in this house. Take it home. Because oftentimes you'll find when it's raining here in the natural, it's raining at your house. And in the spirit, it can work the same way. Church. So former and the latter ring together. They used to sing a song and I'm done. I have to think of it here. It's an old song. My mama used to sing it. Something about the former and the latter rain together. I'm not talking about the weather. It's the Holy Ghost rain and it's falling down on me. I think it's just called send the rain. Send the rain. Send the rain. Let it fall down on me. It's the former and the latter rain together. I'm not talking about the weather. That's what the song said. It's the Holy Ghost rain and let it fall on me. Church, I'm just going to call you to a place of more. I'm just going to ask you to just dive in a little deeper. Because many of you have planted seeds in this house. If you want a seed to come to life, you've got to water it. And the only way you can water it in the Spirit is to get in the flow. When the children of Israel crossed into the land of promise, the river was at overflow. I'm telling you, the river's at overflow right now. And the Spirit of God is wanting to do something mighty in your life. So I'm going to ask you to come. I want to encourage you, come. These altars are open. And just say, I want, I want more. Brother Jody just said, I want more. It, 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 it's God. I just want more. I want more.